Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. And Natalie, we finally made it to this We've done it. We've been trying to hear for so (laughs) so long. We are talking this week... Your questions, our advice, this is our first full advice episode. So we are going to be answering questions that you guys wrote in either on Instagram or email. And this is like, this is, we're we're popping our cherry here. I know, the first full time. I know, I'm very excited. Should should we also be transparent with them and say that we've been growing in Am I listenership? Oh my gosh, yes. And they've been getting a lot more quality, like the questions have, because at the beginning we were getting some very... Whenever I put yeah. out an Instagram like question on my story, about ninety five percent of the responses just say, "Marry me." Will you marry me? Um, how can I go on a date with you? Yeah, it, and sometimes it doesn't even pertain to what I'm, we're talking about. Yeah, you know, it's almost never. Oh yeah, n- never does, never does. Yeah, so it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to get like good, like we can answer this. Yes, you know? um, but yeah, you guys have been engaging with us so much more. We love connecting with you guys. Hello to all the new <gasps> listeners. We're so happy to have you here. I'm so happy. And also, just to go back, the advice on asking Corinne if you can marry her is no. Oh, the answer is no. The answer is no. That's the advice on that one. The answer is? Stop asking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stop asking. (laughs) Please. Okay, now, so what are we drinking for our, as you would say, kiki? Our advice kiki. kiki. Okay, so we have this little tiny bottle. It's cute. Oh, it is really And it's a twist top. Two it, things we love. The two things we love. One thing that we say we don't love, but I think we might do. Chardonnay. But I think we do. It's a Chardonnay. It's from Santa Barbara. It's Au Bon Climat. Very oh, good climate. Wow. Yeah. Is that correct? We're just going to go ahead and pour it out. I'm very excited. And I need something that's white. You guys, it is, it is about 6 million degrees in Los Angeles Citizens today. arrest. I mean, I know we're not citizens arresting today, but citizens arrest on this weather. It's... Insanity. Yeah. We are schwitzing. I'm schwitzing. Cheers. Cheers. Have we ever cheersed? We don't do that often. Usually, okay, well, before we used to be way across the table. Yeah. So we like couldn't physically reach. Interesting. God damn it. (laughs) Damn it. She did it. Interesting. There needs to be some type of consequence for me doing that. You know what I mean? I would, I don't think so. Why can't interesting be your catchphrase? Interesting. Interesting. So the other day I saw what was the movie The Lost City. Oh my god, I want to I want to see it. So it's bad. actually so funny, like genuinely so funny. And I'm begging everybody to go see it because I'm like, can the box office numbers show that we want original movies again, please, mm-hmm. please? But I don't know if this is an LA specific thing or if this is nationwide. And this is why I'm bringing this up because I would like the AMIs to chime in. Okay, if you see movies at the AMC theater. In Is that L- nationwide? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. In LA, when Nicole Kidman comes on the screen, because she does this little like preview oh my thing. God, it's so creepy. It people now start cheering and clapping and screaming when she comes out. Well, I because we're all so stoked on the ridiculousness of it. Well, <laughs> well, that makes sense because I was went to the movies with Joe. I don't know what, what we were saying. Oh, Batman! Batman! And we're sitting there. and I'm going. 
when is Nicole Kidman going to come out? Before the movie. Yes. Said, is she going to play? She has to come out. And then, like, as I say that, then you just see her footsteps walking. I'm like, yes, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and so now, so we were thinking the same thing because she kind of comes on right before the movie. Right before the movie. So, like, you know, her little steps on the in the puddle, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, wow. Like, yeah. I would cheer it on. Oh, everybody's. Yeah, so it's a thing now. We're oh, all I cheering know. for Nicole. Okay, you guys, let us know if you guys cheer for Nicole. Is that a thing? Or do you even know what we're talking about? Yeah, do if they have not, it everywhere else? If not, I'll put a YouTube video in our newsletter this week with the video so you guys can watch it. I just want to know, too, I'm going to feel very sad the day that, they get rid of that it. it's gone. It's iconic. It's actually iconic <laughs> at this point. I'm like, she's going to have to keep doing it. I'm afraid that her claim to fame from now on might be the AMC woman. Yeah, she's going to be the AMC Like, my girl. little sisters have never seen anything she's in. But, like, you right. mean the AMC lady? The lady? <laughs> the AMC girl? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Let um, us know. Well, that. Okay, let's get into our listeners' questions that they wrote in that I'm so excited about. I know. Well, you know, we have to call ourselves out because we always are asking, like, send us your advice, send us your advice, and then we get busy, we choose, we have all yeah, these things, or yeah. we have a guest on and we we can't give enough time, so now we're finally here. And we've made it, you all. We've made it, and we put out a poll on Instagram asking if hearing other people's advice helped you. And everybody but one person said it did. So, so if you're that one person, you can uh, you can tune you out. You can go ahead and tune out. But everybody <laughs> else, I think you might find some some help in here somewhere. Yeah, and these are your fellow amis. These are your fellow amis. So we're all the same. Okay, so here is the first email that we got written in. So it says. Hi, both. I'm new to your podcast, but absolutely love it so far. I'm going to take you up on your offer for advice. Ended a relationship in October last year, and it was a very unhealthy, toxic one, but I am having a very hard time getting over the guy. I'm a woman. He had a very bad temper, and the relationship was full of intense emotions. For this reason, I tried throughout the duration of the relationship of that year and a half to end it but failed and it was just full of breaking up and getting back we've all been there mm, like you just yeah. go back and forth yeah it turned into a habit he wouldn't let go and i eventually got caught in that habit in the end he found someone and i became desperate trying to win him back and tables had turned oh no girl mm. oh no the turns have tabled the turns have tabled <laughs> He blocked me from all places and gave me a huge piece of his bad temper, said awful things, oh my God, and made me in a position full of regrets. While I know it wasn't all my fault, I keep thinking about how I should have done things differently. There was a mention in your podcast about how to talk to your subconscious. Oh yeah, Nat, you took that you took that course. I, I took a little coursey course. If you think that might help, could you give me the reference? Memories and regrets are disrupting my day-to-day. -day, and although I have put a lot of self-help work into me and I still am, like journaling, working out, and meditating and all those basics, I'm having a very hard time giving another person a chance or living at my best on a day-to-day. -day. I feel lazy and sluggish and very sensitive and emotional. I've talked through about him to... I have talked through about him to confidence. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can't get him out of my subconscious and mostly I've built a habit to think about him constantly. Do you have actionable ways I might be able to break this habit of thinking about him and getting him out of my subconscious? Another piece of disclosure is that I have realized this to be a pattern. My past three relationships, I have felt addicted to my partner and have taken a year, if not years, to get over them. I know you have already said, but I'd love for this to be anonymous. Of course. Always, Always anonymous. Feel like I can trust you already. Thanks for your awesome Aww. work. What anonymous am, am I? Anonymous am I. <sighs> okay. Do we do – so we've decided that when we answer these questions, we're going to do our advice and we've got little expert yes, tips. Yes, because we love expert advice we on love, our podcast yeah. and that's what makes us unique. So – what is your initial gut in this? I mean, you took the subconscious class, so maybe you should. Yes. Yeah. So while reading this, first of all, I just want to say citizens arrest on this man. Yeah. He, he sounds terrible. sounds really terrible. Um, and you sound very self-aware. Yes. And it, I don't think, you know, it says it wasn't all my fault, but I think of how I should have done things differently. No. This I don't think you could have done anything differently well, to get that treatment. No, no, no. You should. You never deserve to be treated poorly. No. But it's also good to be able to reflect and be like, there's things I could have done better. Yes, yes. But don't blame yourself for him, like, no. saying horrible things to you. Like, Ew. that is so on him. Gross. So, of course, my f first reaction, therapy. Yeah. We I mean, she therapy. says she she says she's I don't oh, think journaling, she's meditating, out, meditating, the basics. Yeah, but no th therapy. so if there's no therapist on board, I say we get a therapist on board. The thing about the subconscious mind is it's running in the background, but you you actually don't notice it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she's noticing that she's thinking about him all the time, that's on your conscious mind. It's more it's more of like an automatic habit. Yes, yes. Well, what I have to say about that is that, Sometimes when you have obsessive thoughts, it's because there's like a neural pathway that's been like established in your brain. So you automatically go there. So what you yeah. have to do is disrupt that neural pathway so that it's – think of it like a like a road in the woods, right? If you keep going down, it, it keeps getting more and more clear and easier to go down. And the less you travel down it, the more it kind of closes up and becomes, you know, overgrown. Yeah. And then you can't go down it anymore. So I think that when you notice yourself thinking about him, get up, switch to something else. Also, what you could do – is have a little rubber band on your oh, wrist people and do this. snap it mm -hmm. when you think of him because then your brain starts associating thinking of him with physical pain and naturally your body does not want to be harmed so it will guide you in a different direction so if you have to snap yourself you know don't hurt yourself but if yeah. you need a little pop just to like wake you up kind of get out a little shock yeah but you have to just if you're conscious of these thoughts you have to just find something else to do whether it's get up sometimes you can do like push-ups yeah. like just to like anything to take yourself out of that thought in yeah. the moment yeah and like we said so if it's this is a conscious thought as opposed to the subconscious. So you have to consciously change it, which is hard. It's hard. But we also did an episode on breakups. We we oh, yeah. we did it semi-recently. It recent. Yeah, yeah. So you can go back. Um, hopefully you've listened to it by now. But you can go back and listen to it because there's a lot of tips on like how to get over people yeah. and how to move forward with your life, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. 
But I want to bring in the expert advice okay. that we found. So the great news here is that you've already acknowledged that this is a toxic pattern that you're finding yourself in and that you want to get out of it. That's mm-hmm. like the first kind of step here. So according to Sherry Steins, who's a psycho, she's a P- PsyD. Oh, wow. Psy which D. is a doctor of psychology. She says the first step in recovery is to face the truth. Identify your toxic person as the drug, quote unquote drug, of sorts you are addicted to. Before you can break any addiction, you need to own the reality that you have one. Acknowledgement is the beginning of your journey towards recovery. She also suggests getting a journal and getting really clear on how this cycle is impacting you and what you are gaining from it. So, for example, staying in this cycle might provide things for you like a sense of belonging, feeling wanted, etc. So once you know what that toxic relationship pattern provides for you, you can begin to seek it out in other healthy ways. She also recommends that you have zero contact with the person that you're having a hard time pulling yourself away from. And she also wants to acknowledge that it will be very hard, but the only way to truly get over, quote unquote, someone is by breaking this toxic Toxic cycle. cycle. And so you have to really commit to like, if you want this for yourself, we got to cut this guy off. And I think it's really interesting too. Like, let's say this pattern gives you a feeling of belonging, right? And then finding a healthier way to do it. It's like, maybe if you like joined a a class, like a painting class or something, you know, something you liked, then Mm -hmm. it might replace that feeling that you feel like you're seeking. Yeah. And I really like that she also mentioned that this is like an addiction. Like I do believe you can be addicted to things that aren't alcohol and drugs. Love addiction is an actual thing. Yes. And so I think treating it that way and taking it that seriously and committing to your recovery, you know, that intensely yes is going to be really helpful for you so we we hope that you you're feeling better listen to our previous episode let us know what happens yes but hopefully you find somebody and actually i believe this to be true that you will find somebody that treats you well yes you don't ever deserve to be treated no that way no 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 and i don't love that for our amis no absolutely not all right Let's get into email number two. Okay. All right. This says, hi, ladies. I'm a newer listener and absolutely love you too. We love you. We love you back. I look forward to listening every week and always find myself laughing and really enjoy the topic and conversation. Oh, thank you so much, nameless am I? <laughs> I could use some brutal, honest advice from people outside my best friends and family on this one. Ooh, okay. She says, my boyfriend of 12 years, I shouldn't say that this is a woman. I don't know. Yeah, their boyfriend of 12 years. We broke up twice for short periods of time, are having some detrimental relationship issues, communication, growth, and even a sex dry spell. We try to talk things out, but we have very different communication styles and also have some individual growth to do along with the relationship growth. He's refusing to go to couples therapy to Uh -uh. learn tools on how we can work on it together. I could use advice on what either of you would do at this point to help and encourage going or suggesting – oh, to encourage going. I get it. Yeah. Going to couples therapy. Yeah. Or suggesting other tools or other things to try. Part of me thinks this is it. If we can't do better together, then it may be time to move on after all this time. But I do truly still love him and want it to work. The barriers are just becoming a lot, and I feel sad and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Thank you for anything you can suggest. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, I feel you, girl. I mean, I have been in a relationship this long, but I will say that my previous relationship, I definitely went through that period where like the communication's not aligned, you're not really feeling each other, you're going in different directions, and it's hard because you do love them and you do want things to work and sometimes it is very hard to face the inevitable i love that you've been suggesting couples therapy don't love that he's not open to it see and that's the difference i think with when i think about this because dry spells and communication and all that that can be definitely worked on Mm -hmm. if he's it doesn't sound like he's willing to work on it with yeah. Or him. It, it also just seems like even outside of couples therapy, like you're putting in the time to fix things. Yeah. And I don't, it does not seem like from your email, he's putting that same effort in. Even if it's like, I can't go to couples therapy, but I still want to do this with you. And I still want to, yeah. you know, do this with you, even if he feels uncomfortable there. So I, I mean, yes, you feel sad and overwhelmed as you should. I mean, it's really heartbreaking when somebody you love and is going to maybe like head out of your life. Yeah. So she says she wants brutal, honest advice, and I am a Sagittarius. I was going to say, already, when she said brutally honest, I was <sighs> like, uh-oh, we have a Sag in the room. I want to acknowledge that you've been together for 12 years. That is incredible. You know, you guys, you know each other very well. You've had a very good run. But I do think that if you're at this point where you're already questioning if – this is over and he's not willing to work Mm, on it with you, mm. I would say... It might be. It might be your time to... It might be. It might be. Yeah, that's brutally honest. I know. She wanted brutally honest. I I don't want to say definitely keep going if it's it's not serving her. And sometimes it's like you don't want to wait for it to get horrible and and who knows you might take a break from each other and you might be like you know you said they've broken up twice before like maybe it is like it just needs some space and that'll be kind of what fixes things but it does sound like it might be time for some time apart yeah yes okay i'm gonna agree with that i think there needs to be time apart regardless of if that means you stay together or stay apart for good because i do think space having each having space from each other will give you perspective and you know the distance makes the heart grow fonder thing exactly and you can kind of realize like how it's affecting you and just kind of your own go through your own feelings and thoughts yeah no for sure i agree let's turn to the expert so we're gonna start with the first part which was the benefits of couples therapy. Mm -hmm. So a study mentioned by the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy found that 90% of clients reported an improvement in their emotional health and over 75% reported a improvement in their relationship. So you are on it, girl. Yeah. You know, if we're going to save this relationship, we got to go to therapy. It's got to be couples therapy. We do. We also found information from an article on Healthline titled What to Do If Your Partner won't go to therapy. So number one says, start by understanding why your partner won't go to therapy. Mm. Research has shown over and over again that couples in low-income households are at increased risk of relationship distress while also being less likely to participate in couples counseling because of cost. So maybe yeah. it, it could Barrier just be... Barrier to entry. Yeah, and which is terrible, but it is a fair reason maybe not 
to go because you just can't afford it. Another reason could be that your partner sees therapy as punishment. Therapy should Mm. never be something you threaten your partner with or force them to go through um, as like an ultimatum. That's a sure way to make it something your partner resents and it will really prove useless. So really making it, you know, showing them the facts that, yeah, like 75% reported an improvement in their relationship. This isn't to punish you. This is to benefit us and we're going together because like I want to learn like what I'm doing wrong. And I'm not asking you to do this because I think that you're all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. It's like we have some things to work on. Yeah. Another reason that your partner might not want to go to therapy is your partner is uncomfortable discussing relationship issues at all. This tends to be an issue if a partner has a hard time expressing their feelings or doesn't feel safe opening up. And there's really no quick fix here. But if you think your partner is struggling with being vulnerable, the best thing you can do is to be there for them and give them the space to feel comfortable expressing how they feel. So maybe you got to get in a better communication style at home to be able to like bring it to a therapist. Make it a very safe environment emotionally. Yeah. And and I think really framing it as like, this is for me. Yeah. You know, and even if you kind of have to like lie a little bit like, oh, I just feel like I'm not showing up for you in the way that you need. So like, would you like to go so I can learn? Yes. Here's here's the other thing that I'm realizing as you say this. Mm-hmm. When you're saying we're going for me, if this person is like your forever person, they'll, they'll do it. Yeah. They're that poor. That poor. They'll do it because it's for you. It's for their partner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good point. Okay, expert advice on when do we know a relationship is over? Yeah, which was kind of like the second part of her question. Yes. So one is there's no emotional connection. So one of the key signs your relationship is ending is that you are no longer vulnerable and open with your partner. A cornerstone of happy, healthy relationships is that both partners feel comfortable being truly open to sharing thoughts and opinions with one another. If you're not sharing what's really on your mind, it might be a sign that you no longer want a deep connection. Mm. Similarly, if you found that the usual fun banter between you is gone or it's difficult to have engaging conversations, your bond could be getting progressively weaker. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, physical intimacy doesn't appeal to you anymore. A lack of sexual interest is often a reflection of the health and potential longevity of relationships. Well, so that's a check for your relationship, girly girly pop. Girly pop. (laughs) The third one is someone else seems more appealing. So Mm. while it's normal to fantasize about other people, desires can be harmful when they minimize the importance of sex with your partner. Whether you're fixated on your ex, crushing on someone from work, or longing for strangers, it's time to reconsider your feelings. Yeah. You know? Next is your goals don't align. So one of the hardest disconnects to accept in a relationship is when partners want different things. No matter how deeply you care for each other, if you're not planning for the same goals in life, it's difficult to realign your hope. Yeah. I think about that with like kids, how hard it would be if you met somebody you loved so much and they were like, I don't want kids. Yeah. Or and even you just did. like how you want to raise your kids. Yeah. There's like so much you that you kind of do need to be aligned yeah. on. You can't it's, really just be like opposites attract. I think that unfortunately too right now, p- politics. I know. And I wish it wasn't that way. And it didn't used to be that no. way, but it's become so polarized, which is terrible. But yes, it is I think, some... A big if you deal disagree for most on people. that, it's probably a, a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And lastly, is that it's hard to agree on anything. 
So another telltale sign you're headed towards a breakup is that you don't see eye to eye anymore. When you're dealing with constant disagreements, it can lead to anger on both sides. Yeah. So just go through this whole checklist. See, see how. Breakups are the worst. And again, we have an episode. If, you know, this does go down that route, you can tune into our uh, breakups episode. Yes, yes. (laughs) We've got it. Okay, so going into this next email that we got. Okay, it says, hey, ladies. Hey, girl. I am writing in to ask for your help. It's definitely an SOS situation. Oh, my God. SOS. SOS. We're here. We are here. I would really love your advice on how to let go of clients or leave a job gracefully. Mm. I've never sent in a letter of resignation from my previous jobs, and I've never broken up with a client first. So am I doing this right? Crying oh, face I emoji. I love throwing that in there. I love when people write that in. I know. I don't want to burn any bridges, but I know these types of conversations aren't easy, and I'd love your help on how to handle these situations like a boss. Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. Uh, oh my! Well, first of all, what I'm seeing here is that you value yourself. Yes, she you, does. You value yourself yep. and you value how you treat others. Mm-hmm. You're saying, hey, this isn't working for me. Either, you know, this client you have or this job you have. I deserve and then better. You're like, but I would like to move on. But I would like to be graceful. I don't want to hurt any feelings. Yes. I don't want to burn any bridges. Yes. You're doing, you're already doing great. You're, and so you are doing it right. You are doing this right. Yes. We love that. I think... It's so hard. Also, I don't know if this is a man or a woman, but I'm going to just assume it's – I probably shouldn't do that. But a lot of our listeners are women, and I think as women, a lot of the time, we really want to, like, people please. Yeah. Be like, I don't want them to see me as this or that, you know. It's hard to have confrontation with people, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want them to say, like, oh, well, she was a bitch or whatever. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, it does not sound like you are a bitch here. No. And I will say it's important to remember that when you do something that's best for you, it's best for everyone else. So it's yes. going to be the best situation for your client. It's going to be the best situation for your job because if you're not happy there or not feeling good there, you're not going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say in terms of advice on how to go about this, I would really – Come from the place you're coming from in this email. When yeah. you're writing your, you know, letter of resignation, you can thank them for the opportunity. You could say how much you've learned and grown. Yes. But you can also say, and I would love to not burn any bridges, but I would like to, you know, move on. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't think you need to, I mean, unless they've treated you terribly, I don't think you need to berate them or criticize them. No. But you can thank them. Yeah. Say like, I've loved this job, but it's time for me to move on. And then in terms of a client, I think one thing you can do as well is give them some other options of somebody. I don't know what profession you're in, but like saying, hey, you know, I can't work with you anymore, but here are some people that I really love. I really recommend. um, That's smart. Or even like put them on an email chain with like, hey, I'd love to introduce you to this person so that you don't feel like you're leaving them hanging. Right, right. That's a really, that's a really good tip. I love Mm -hmm. that. But the expert advice here. So this is from Allison Doyle, who's one of the nation's top career and hiring advisors. And she has some common practices for writing a resignation letter because we we saw that you've never written one. So for anybody writing one, it is the great resignation right now, isn't it? Isn't that what it's called? Oh, is that what it is? Everyone's quitting Everybody's their jobs. quitting their jobs. Okay, so number one is give adequate notice to your employer, write a formal resignation letter, and be prepared to move on prior to submitting it. Your letter should start with the fact that you're resigning. 
Just like just clear be like, cut. Clear cut. Yeah. I am resigning here. The second thing is state your last day of employment. Okay. Put that in there. Third is an offer to assist with the transition. So often resignation letters will also offer help in the transition, whether it be by recruiting or training a replacement, something like that. In this way, both the employee and the employer can leave the situation with closure and a sense of respect and amicability. That was similar yeah, to what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah, you can do that with the employer and with the and client. And with the client. Mm-hmm. Number four is questions you may have. So if you have any questions about your final pay or benefits, you can inquire in that letter or the email. Mm-hmm. And then fifth is your contact information. I guess a lot of people don't put the contact information down. So put like your email, your cell phone, yeah. your signature, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. So that's how you do it. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's great advice and i'm excited to see where you go to next yeah and how you grow and i'm really proud of you for valuing yourself and also valuing the feelings of others yeah i kind of feel like she's a therapist she might she might be you know that's my vibe all right we're gonna get into email number four but actually this is a dm Ooh, we love a DM, you guys. We love to be slid into the DMs. This says, hi, I hope you are both doing well, and I really appreciated the advice you gave me last time. Oh, we gave her advice last time? Yes, uh, this is also a man, by the way. (gasps) Oh, okay. And I remember him from last time. Oh, yes. He's written in before. I remember this. Okay. I'm currently in a girl situation where I would love some advice. I'm in college, and I still have online classes. In my art class, which is on Zoom, there's a girl who I like, but I don't know how to approach her. We've talked a little in the Zoom chat. Oh, my gosh. This How is, cute. This is so 2022. Dating. Dating, yeah. But I can't quite figure out a way to progress the conversation. I want her to feel safe, and I don't want to come across the wrong way because it is hard to read the tone sometimes over text. I really like her, and I want to get to know her better. I love the podcast, and it definitely helps a young man like myself see the world from a woman's perspective. Thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, okay. Can we just go back and highlight I want her to feel safe, and I don't want to come come across the wrong way? I remember when you've written in before, and you said something about, like, I think it was with the girl, and you were like, I want to be really respectful. I want to make sure she feels – like, you're just doing everything right. Thank God You're doing everything some right. of you, no, you out know, there. You know, he, he wrote in before about like how to, it was like how to support women, remember? Oh, yeah. Or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. How can I like support the women in my life more? Yes. yes. Oh my God. First of all, you're every girl's dream. Okay. <sighs> this girl yes. would be lucky to go on a date with you. You uh-huh. seem like a gentleman. You seem self-aware. You're listening to our podcast. Yes. It is working for you. God, okay. So if I liked somebody on a Zoom, what would I do? I know. Okay, so here's my first question. So he says it's hard to read the tone over text. So I'm like, did he get her number? Or does he mean the text in the Zoom chat? In the the Zoom chat. You know, like I think he's – they're in class. There's – like, you know, you can Zoom chat. So I think he doesn't want to be like, hey, like, can I go out with – and then be like, oh, like it's a weird – he's making me feel weird. So the way that I would approach this if I were him – is I'm sure since she's in your class, you can probably see her last name, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can look her up on Instagram and just if you're in a class, like she know, like you're you know that they're in the class with you. Like she's not gonna be like, who's this weirdo? Like, yeah, you know. So just maybe add her, and you know, she might add you right back, and then you could just you could do a DM slide and be like, oh hey, like you're also in my art if class. the class starts ending. 
like, you know, the last week would be like, hey, like. Do you want to study together? Well, yeah, you could do that. You could do like, let's study together. But also you could be like, hey, I know the class is ending. Like, I've really loved like talking to you. Like, would you, I don't know, maybe you could kind of use that like class yeah. is ending that you want to like get her number or like you'd love to stay in contact. Yes. And like, and even like, I don't know. Okay, I'm trying to think. I kind of love the way you wrote this. Like, you know, you could just, you could write, like, I don't want to co come across the wrong way. I really like you. I'd love to get to know you more. Like, it's totally cool if, you, if you're not feeling the same way. But, like, I thought I'd shoot my shot. You give her your number and be like, here's my number. Oh. So it's in her hands. Yes. Not give me yours. Be, right. Be like, here's my number. Like, if yes. you ever yes. want to, like, go out. Yeah. On the DM. Yeah. You can say because the stuff. Then and then it, be like, here's my number if you ever want to like Like, chat. I'm not going to bother you. I'm yeah. not going to. Because a lot of the times I've had acting classes where ugh, guys have liked me. And when I tell you, these guys are so fucking weird. And they hit me up and they hit me. And I don't want to give them my number because they won't stop hitting me up. Remember yeah. the guy who sent me the happy birthday singing video? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday, no. beautiful. No. And I go, I feel really uncomfortable with you calling me beautiful. And he goes, why? I call my niece beautiful. You shouldn't feel. And I was like, so I had to block him on everything. It's crazy. So that's why I feel like you giving her your number and then being like, hey, yeah. it's in your hands. I'm not going to like because harass you. Because that is a safety thing. So my place is not an acting class or a Zoom. For some reason, the grocery store parking lot is where all the men want to ask me for my number. Yeah. And... I don't want to give them my number, mm -hmm. but I say I, I don't give my number out, but I will give you my, my Instagram. Instagram. I do that too. So I think it would be best to kind of go that direction. Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to do number. You can do Instagram. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the expert advice that yes. we found though. So this is from Bonnie Sai. She's the founder and director of Beyond Etiquette. So she says, before moving straight from Zoom to in-person hangouts, see what mode of communication like text, email, Snapchat, that's a big Snapchat, Snapchat. makes you both the most comfortable. And then from there, you can start to see if they are engaging and and want to start talking and then you can get to know them better outside of a class setting, mm -hmm. you know, like start talking about things that like you like that's not whatever this class is. Yeah. Also, Sylvia, oh gosh, McCucky and Enart. Enyart. Uh, McCucky Enyart. Enyart. That's what I'm just going So she is a relationship researcher and assistant professor at the University of Iowa. She said that social media and sliding, quote unquote, sliding into someone's DMs can be a great tool to connect. Oh my God, you were, we're experts. You were right on the money, Natalie. Whether that just being saying like, hello, or maybe even like sharing a meme or commenting on something they've posted, you are creating new shared experiences and you can now talk about those shared experiences that you've also like had in yes, class. Yes, yes. We love a meme. That, they're so oh, friendly. They like meme. really, I will say that girls are immediately on guard when anyone's like really reaching like hitting yeah. them up so i think like making it as fun and normal as possible and not like hitting her up ad nauseum like get the, get the hint if she's yeah. not into it she's not she's into not it. into it yeah but um you sound like a catch so i feel like she will be yeah i love that and he's not gonna be one of those guys that dms hey no some like me you know he's, i don't know he's good Talk about something i think he's he's got it let us know what happens yeah i'm very excited uh-huh Okay, so let's move into our last DM that we got on Instagram. It is quick and simple. It's a one-liner. It says, need advice. How to handle being the first friend to move in with a boyfriend when all your friends are single? See, I can't really get – I don't – 
feel like I can give advice on this because I well I, you you're almost in I'm this about, phase. I'm about to live with Joe. He's moving in in like a month. But what what I will say about at least just being in a relationship in general is that you you always have to be aware of balancing time with your friends and yeah. time with your significant other. And I think that's just going to be more important as you move in with your boyfriend. And so I feel like making sure that you're having that same shared quality time with your girlfriend. So being like, hey, like being, you know, being like, hey, let's, why don't you come over for a movie night? And then telling your boyfriend, like, you're going to have to uh, go the fuck the, out. Or just go in the bedroom and shut the yeah. door and pretend you're not here. Pretend you don't exist. Because I think, um, <laughs> you know, when your girlfriends are single, they're probably also going out a lot. So, you know, you might have to just balance if you want to go out, you know, go out sometimes and then stay in sometimes, yeah. you know. And I think just being... Also honest with them about like, I'm a little worried that like, I'm not going to see you as much. Like, can we yeah. still make time to hang out? I was going to say my little tip or like my piece of advice would be just knowing going into it that you're probably going to have some like FOMO moments. Anytime there's a big life change, even if it's a great thing, mm-hmm. at least Corinne and I, we get anxious as hell. Yeah. Even if it's a good thing. So yeah. you might be like, oh my God, like I'm missing out on everything and I've made a huge mistake. You know what yeah. I mean? But in reality, you haven't. It's just a big change. Yeah. So it's just kind of slide into that uncomfortability for a bit, a minute. Yes. Okay. So what do the experts say about this? Expert tips for maintaining friendships while in a relationship. So we found this information from an article on apartment therapy by a lady named Brittany Morgan. She says, reach out first. If your friends are constantly reaching out to you first, calling, texting, asking to make plans, and you never do, they'll start to feel frustrated. So make a conscious effort to start conversations and invite them to things without being prompted so that your friends don't feel left behind. Yeah, I feel like- I don't want to feel replaced. Yeah, like reaching out for still like wanting to do some of the things you guys do together and like not feeling like, oh, they moved in together and now we haven't heard from her. Right. She's just blown off the face of the earth. She also says keep communication open. So this goes for both your friends and your partner. You need to be able to openly and honestly talk with them in general as a part of a healthy relationship. But it's especially important not to forget this when circumstances in your life change. So talk to your partner about how important your friends are to you and let them know you want to make sure you always have time for them. That way, your partner understands that your friends are a part of your life and your schedule. And while you're at it, let your friends know the same things so they know that you value them and want to make time for them. It may be something you feel can go without saying, but saying how you feel and how much you value your loved ones can make a world of difference. Yeah. You know, just like I think being honest about like, oh, I'm kind of nervous about this. I'm kind of nervous about that. You know, like yeah. that just like puts everyone on the same playing field because they might be nervous that like, you know, they're losing one of their gal pals to hit the bars with. I know. And I just thought of another thing that would be like, I don't know, if I was in your position, I think this would be kind of fun, is like once a month, you and your boy, your your boys, your boy toy, your boy toy, your mans, you both, you have date night, but with your friends. Oh, so you have a date night on the same night, but it's with your friends, your friend group. So not together. Yeah. But like, you know. Oh, my God. Like so you could have the girls over and Joe could like go watch a fucking football game or whatever is in season right now. I don't even know. I just saw this Jay Shetty clip and he was saying okay, this is the perfect way to structure your, your week when you're living with your partner. It was like there are seven nights in a week. Two of the nights you spend 
on your own, like at home. So like, you know, I either like do like my self-care and like Joe does, whoever the fuck, whatever the fuck Joe does. You know, like two of those nights are like really for us. Two nights we spend together and we like watch a movie or we do this. And then one of the nights we do the the separate date nights with our friends. So like he goes out with his friends or family. I go out with my friends or our family. Uh And then we have another day where we do it collectively where – we co-mingle with each other's friends yes. and family. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a great that way to think about a, it. That is a really great way. And I do think, even though Joe and I don't live together, we, we, we're we pretty good about that's how we operate. I've never felt like you have just like gone, like Yeah, but we balance like doing our own date nights and then like I, we, I go to a lot of his friends' things. He comes yeah. to a lot of my friends' things. And like he comes a lot of my family things. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like we kind of balance it like that, but we're yeah. both introverts. We we're going to need time apart. Yeah, um, important. All right. Well, that was our first advice episode, <gasps> you guys. Thank you so much for writing in. This was so fun. We hope you got some good advice. We hope you feel inspired to write in if you want our advice. And I hope you feel more connected to the MI community. Yes. And we stars, they're just like us. They're just like <laughs> us. Yeah, I loved this. And I love getting to know, you kind of get to know them better by reading there questions you yeah know? i love to know what's going on in your life okay now should we circle back on this wine i'm so hot natalie i'm actually i'm <laughs> i'm sweating like, oh, like am i gonna pass out on my the podcast? oh my god oh, I'm, I'm attached to i'm the chair. slipping off my chair because yeah. i'm sweating so i'm much. like do you see me i'm like starting to like lift my hair and off my neck i'm like oh goodness i was like beating sweat i'm sweating and y'all know i'm in jorts tiny jorts today almost my full <sighs> ass is out and i'm still Absolutely. I'm wearing like a dress romper thing and I'm still very hot. Okay. So back to the Chardonnay. One to our hottie of the week whom we thought we've had on the potty, but we have never had on the potty. Miss Oprah Winfrey. Who Harpo. Who better to give you advice? I would not want advice from like anybody else. Oh my God. We wish you guys could write into her, but you can't. But so you, you can't. have us. But you have us. <laughs> and we have met Oprah. We have, we met, have Oprah. met Oprah. Oh my God, let's post that. We'll post that oh, on we'll the post um, it. Yeah. on the story today. Yeah. People won't recognize me because my hair is so blonde. Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, we met Oprah. And actually that was one of the most great, like she looked me dead in the eyes <laughs> and she said, you are amazing. And then gave me a hug and I thought. I, I think I, I'm changed. I never need any other validation in <laughs> my whole I'm life. I think I'm changed forever. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'm like, holy shit, Oprah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so one to Oprah Winfrey. What's the wine? Did you already say it? <laughs> I also just remember like, what? just that one time we were in Atlanta and then you <laughs> said, <laughs> it's, it's a whole, it, that'll be a whole rabbit hole. Anyways. Chris really casually was like, well, this one time when I was in South Africa with Oprah. What did you, but what was the question? It was like, you, were we playing like we're not really strangers or something? And no. you were like, it was like, who was it? I don't know. It was like, I cannot remember. The, Natalie I just, asked me a very casual question and then I answered, well, I can't really think of anything except for that one time I went to South Africa with Oprah. And she, <laughs> and she just like literally fell out of her seat. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, I'm and talking about She was about- so casual. And I'm just like, what? Because she hadn't told me. So I was 
Hysteria. I was crying <laughs> laughing. I did go to South Africa with Oprah. <laughs> you guys, I did. What? Because she opened her school for girls. And my dad was like a part of the opening. And so, and I was like a young girl. So it was like, oh, Corinne should come too. And so, I, yeah, it was my first time I flew uh, first class on Oprah's dime. And um, yes, I did go to South Africa oh, with her. With Oprah. <laughs> so funny. I forget that that's like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, of course. You forget things and then she'll tell me. Like when last the last thing that I remember that was so funny is when you went to Rough Riders Camp. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went to Rough Riders Camp. But you guys DMX <laughs> and Eve. Yeah, I was like 11 years old. It was really, that was a really traumatic experience for me. Oh, God, that was so As you funny. can imagine. Okay, 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 rating, rating. Okay, what's the wine? Um, what's the it's wine? a Chardonnay. Oh, my God, I'm so hot. Au bon climat. 2018 Santa Barbara Chardonnay. One to Oprah. It's Dees. I wish there was an ice cube in it. I, it needs uh, to be needs like to be cold. chilled. I'd give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Okay, let's, we'll meet at a seven. Seven out of Harpo. Seven out of Harpo for this. Chardonnay. Chardonnay. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're doing Would You Rather. Dun-dun-dun. Um, Natalie, would you like to go? You want me to ask you, you first? Oh, Oh, no. Yeah, you ask me first. Okay. Because I feel like you've got it primed, ready to go. I do. There was a really funny one, and I'll tell you what it is, but I'll just ask you this first. Okay. Would you rather know the world's secrets or live ignorantly forever? Oh, fuck. I know. That's a hard one. I was actually really curious what you'd choose. Oh. Because on the one hand, it's like the world's secrets. Like, does that involve, like, the secrets of the universe? Like, do I get to know, like, how to... No, I do think it's it's society secrets. It's like... But you, you would know, like, for sure if there's aliens. I was going to say if aliens are a real thing. All the <sighs> secrets of the world. I think I would probably want to remain... Ignorant. Ignorant. Because the, the, the realities of the world are probably so horrific mm-hmm. that I would no longer... I would just be like, this is the worst. That's knowing fair. what's really happening. That's you fair. know. Mm-hmm. So I I don't really believe in the whole ignorance is bliss. I think we all should you know be informed and open minded and everything. But I don't need to know all of the secrets. Okay, that's you know? your choice. That's my. Choice. I think that's fair. Can I tell you the one I was going to ask yes. you, but I'm not going to. It's very on brand and for reasons that I don't need to say. But it was. It was <laughs> I'm nervous. Would you? <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Would you rather be smacked in the face with a fish or farted on? <laughs> what? How is that specific to me? No, I didn't say it's specific to you. I said it's specific. Like, what? I bet the smacked in the face thing is very topical oh. for reasons that don't need to be mentioned. <laughs> oh. Okay, that is really face funny. smacking is a topical thing, right? Right, it's a thing right now. It's a thing. But I just decided I better not ask her this, <sighs> but it was really that funny. And funny I was funny laughing. One. That's a funny one. Okay, so mine is tailored to you. Okay, so would you rather okay. have to sit at a long dinner one on one with somebody who's convincing you, trying to convince you that birds are not real? Okay, or sit through. An equally as long talent show 
of people that are only embarrassing themselves. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the easiest thing I've ever heard in my life. I will, First of all, I'm interested in the birds aren't real thing. So I would love <laughs> to sit there and listen to that. I hate you guys. It's her biggest I thing. I hate watching people embarrass themselves. I would rather jump off a cliff. <laughs> I'd rather be dead. I hate, I hate even like, it's, it, I can't even watch America's Got Talent when they've been oh, vetted. So I'm like, God, God forbid they fall. God forbid they trip. Oh, God. Like, I just can't. I can't. I have too much uh, secondhand embarrassment for people. Yeah. It's very hard for me to do live comedy. And I have, whenever I go to live comedy shows, even if I don't think it's like, funny, <laughs> I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Because I'm just like, someone has to laugh. I can't have their joke go on. That was like that comedy show we were at on the rooftop where, the girl from Sabrina the Teenage Witch oh, yeah. was bombing and we were like, we love you. Because <laughs> I had to. It was just, it was brutal. It, it's too, it's too much. It's simply too much yeah. for me. Um, That was a great one, Nat. All Ooh. right, you guys. Well, if you want us to do more of these episodes, you guys can write in. We just need the content. Just give us the content. Give us what's going on in your life. You can write in at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or DM us at amidoingthisrightpod on Instagram. We also have a newsletter that you can sign up for at amidoingthisrightpod.com and rate and review the episode if you love it. And we love you. And we love you. We'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>